Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanneberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raiders sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. Greg Sankamp is a 1971 Raider graduate. The Sankamp family moved to Vermilion when Greg was in fifth grade, where he attended St. John the Baptist School until coming to Hastings High School in ninth grade. During high school, he competed in football, wrestling, and track and field. Greg received his teaching degree from the University of River Falls and started his teaching and coaching career in Farmington. In the late 70s, he started teaching and coaching in the Hastings School District. Over his 40-year teaching and coaching career, Greg has worked at numerous schools in the district while coaching soccer, cross-country, wrestling, track and field, Nordic skiing, and a variety of middle school sports. Over his career, he has taught and coached well over 10,000 Hastings students and athletes. Greg is currently retired from teaching, but still coaches and substitute teaches throughout the district. All right, so here we are with Greg Sankamp. Mr. Sankamp, let's start at the beginning of your life here. Way back in the day, talk a little bit about you growing up, brother, sisters, mom, dad, were you originally from Hastings? Because I, I know you grew up uh, south of town as well. So just go back to the beginning, talk about your childhood growing up, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just kind of put some notes down as I look through your thing that you sent me here. Um, yeah. So where am I going to go? Here? Okay. Okay. Like, where am I coming from? I grew up in a little town in Vermilion. Actually, I was, I actually was in um, Cottage Grove and, um, Inverell Heights for a while, so we didn't move out there until I was in fifth grade. So I could have been a simile wrestler, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, so K through four, Cottage Grove and Inver Grove is where I went to school. Then my late elementary, I went to the little church school out in Vermilion called St. John's uh, Catholic Church from grades five through eight. <laughs> so there was no middle school or junior high for me, and we were there. There was no phi ed classes, and uh, and it was a different kind of deal. And it was really different, but I, I really noticed when I came from the public school to that school, um, we were in a classroom with um, two, two grades. So the teacher taught fourth grade for a while, and then you had to do some work, and then the fifth graders did some work. And, but anyway, I, I was like almost two grade levels ahead of the, of the parochial schools. It's like everything that we did, I had done a year before. It's like it was a pretty boring time for my life, you know? <laughs> I think I did pretty well in school, so it's like, okay. I know all this stuff, and, and it was kind of like, it, it was kind of terrible a couple of years. And then we did not have Fayette ever, so all you did was you go outside and recess, and all it was was a big field out in the back, and there was just a barrel where you could go up in the barrel and do like barrel rolling, like log rolling. And then there was one bar where you could hang upside down from, there was no swings, there was nothing. It was, it was a different kind of a world. But anyway, so that was my late elementary, and then finally when I got into high school, I, I went to Hastings High School from grades 9 through 12 in that old building that's where the schoolhouse hoop is that used to be our my high school and I guess that was junior high too at some time but I, I was there in ninth grade I graduated from Hastings High School in 1971 so that's been a long time ago <laughs> that's my school kind of a little thing and uh want me to go right into the next stuff or do you just uh, want to ask questions or how do you want to do it yeah I'll just ask you the questions here are um, you going to follow like you the questions you sent to me yep I got, 
Yeah. What, what about your parents too? Um, I know you had some, I think you came from a pretty big family growing up too, right? So yep. talk a little about, a little bit about your mom and your dad uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, brothers and sisters as well growing up. Okay. Well, um, mom and dad and uh, had seven kids, four boys and three girls. And we lost two brothers along the way. You know, I'd lost a two-year-old brother at one time to an, an illness that he had when he was young. Went to the hospital one night and couldn't breathe and they couldn't save him. And my other brother was killed in a motorcycle accident. So he graduated from high school. He died the year he graduated. Pretty sad stuff. I still have one brother left and three sisters. So, and most of them are around here except, yeah, they are. They're almost all around here. So I get to see them a lot. Okay. Um, so that's in, in mom and dad. They grew up around the Cottage Grove area and Park High School, and, and my dad went to Park High School. My mom went to some little private school somewhere. Um, big families that they came from, too. So I came from seven. My mom's family was seven, and my dad's was 12. And so that would mean I had 19 aunts and uncles, and they all got married. So then I ended up with 38 aunts and uncles. And then I was doing a little math, like, I got a lot of cousins. So I looked at the cousins, and, and back in the day, those Catholic people had big families. There was about four of the families on both sides that had eight or nine kids. Jeez. And then uh, a few of them had seven and six. Uh, a small family was, a, was one that had three. And that, so that's kind of it. So I, I kind of added them up and I have um, 90 cousins, 90 plus. <laughs> there's more than 90. I kind of didn't know exactly how many. So that's a huge family. So, you know, <laughs> that was the deal. And a lot of, like they say, in that family was around Park Cottage Grove area. So it's a big family. And uh, yeah, so... Anyway, then I lived in Vermilion for those, uh, from fifth grade on. Um, Mom was kind of a homemaker, really good at it, great cook. And dad, he was a pipe fitter, steam fitter kind of a guy, but he was a jack of all trades. He was a carpenter and a welder for a while at some point in time. And he grew up on the farm doing farm work. They, you know, all the boys were just working on the farm um, over on Great Cloud Island over by Cottage Grove. So anyway, that's the deal. Um, my dad did sports, so he was able to get some sports in. And uh, he played a little football and basketball and track and field. And he ended up uh, being a Marine Corps sergeant. And, uh, and then he came back and, and he started doing pipe fitter, steam fitter kind of work. So anyway, um, my brother and sisters, um, I'm the oldest of that crew. And most of them live around here. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's about it. And I have some nieces and nephews and some of them are going through school here and, at this time. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, so that's just a little background of that big family, and uh, we had some quite the family gatherings, and we had a lot of uh, ball games and things with them too. So, okay. Do you think with your dad being a uh, pipe fitter and a steam fitter is because I know you're a very handy person yourself. Do you think that's where a lot of your skills like that came from from your dad? Oh, from dad for sure. Yep. And then dad, when he wasn't doing his regular job, he was at home, and he he go would revert back to his old. Um, his old carpenter and welding skills. So he was always, help, he's a really helpful person. He's loved helping people. So they needed something fixed, he'd fix it. He needed something built, he built it. He helped them do remodeling and things. And, and, and when you're a young kid, sometimes you just want to watch TV once in a while or you want to play, but he'd always say, he'd holler and house, there, come out and help me. And I go, oh no. So then I'd be out in the garage learning things. And, you know, and I, at the time I didn't really, you know, here's how you measure, here's how you cut, here's how you hold it, here's how you nail, here's how you screw this. And I learned things just not even knowing I was learning them sometimes. So as I got older, I'd say, oh, crap, I do all this stuff that he did. <laughs> I'm always doing projects. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I learned a lot. You know, I can I can do a lot of repairs in the house. I actually was a contracted building my own couple houses that I've done. So I can do a little bit of a lot of different things. And, and, I, and I'm glad my dad taught me that stuff. So 
Nice. So next one then for you, Mr. Sandcamp is, uh, so this is mainly kind of a sports podcast too. So think back to your days growing up, either yep. in Vermilion, Cottage Grove, kind of wherever you started to, what do you think one of your earliest sports memory was? And, and this could be playing catch in the backyard with your dad. It could be an actual sports team that you were on too. Mm-hmm. So just think about that earliest uh, sports memory of you growing up. What do you think that would be? Um, well, as a little kid, you kind of remember the ball being tossed back and forth, you know, a little bit. But then I think kind of once I moved to Vermilion, then it actually felt more like a sport. Um, I would get together with some of the boys that I went to the school with there and we played ball in the, in the backfield. And you're going to hear a lot of old time stuff and kind of like Sandlot kind of, kind of stories that we'll get out of Vermilion here. But the little school in Vermilion is right across the street from the church. And then behind that was, was a, an open field and then the cemetery. So we had an open field to play in. So we would, um, you know, and you learn how to be creative too. And you learn how to, how to referee your own games. And you don't really need a coach and you, you learn a lot of things um, that way. But, but we played ball back there and, you know, you just threw something down for a base. And after a while you, you ran the bases so much, they made their own spot in the dirt. So you just, you know, you, that's where the bases were. So we played ball and, and we, on that field, we could play kickball and we could play baseball. And there's one bat and maybe one or two balls. You didn't want to ever lose the ball. But it was old, but we had the ball and we, and we played. You know, you just make up your teams and like the sandlot kind of thing. So that's what we do. Um, based, and then the other thing is we got a little older. Um, we did some football. We kind of started liking football and things. And, um, and we didn't have sports out there. And, and we weren't in the, and couldn't do middle school or that kind of sport yet. So we were getting older and, you know, becoming teenagers. Right, we wanted to do some of that stuff. So we would get our own football games together somebody had football and we just go out into that field again and then we make up teams and it wasn't no um powder puff game we played full contact tackle football with no pads nothing just just running and going and, you know and i just remember one year we you know i, I wrote them all down it'd be amazing amount of broken bones we mm-hmm. broke, somebody broke two toes we broke a shoulder we broke a leg um we busted some noses and it was all, all rough stuff <laughs> a lot of blood but you know that's what we did and we loved it you know yeah so that's kind of how that went so that's how the first earliest memory would probably just be playing ball with those guys it's like a little sandlot game and and yeah so anyway nice what yeah. about your first job growing up what do you think maybe you've paid first job or i know you said obviously we talked about you working with your dad a lot too so what do you oh, think yeah. your first paid job was growing up yeah. or or just a, a job that you can remember yeah, growing up? i heard that down my first paid job i, I dad put me to work, you know, you never didn't work. So as I got a little older, he says, well, you can help me, but now you can also start mowing lawns in the neighborhood. <laughs> so I, I went around the neighborhood and dad got me some jobs mowing lawns. So just to push more, you know, no, no rider, no self-propelled. It was just push that baby for hours. You know, mm-hmm. some people had three hour lawns and you get a few bucks. And that was kind of my first money um, as a preteen. And then when I got to be a teenager, then I was like, okay, you got to keep working still. Dad didn't believe you sitting around. So I, I got a job out on a farm outside of Vermilion. And it was, that became a lot of work. And you got, I think I, I got, remember getting a dollar an hour and working 12 hour days a lot and bailing a lot of hay and pitching manure and that kind of stuff. And yeah, you worked your butt off. You learned how to work. And, and part of that, I, I got strong. That's how I got strong. I didn't, lift weights in a gym but I was one of the strongest kids around and when I came to ninth grade I was I, I built pretty well I had a six pack I had big shoulders and I was really strong <laughs> but anyway so um that's my job working on the farm for many many hours and uh, yeah and that encompasses a lot of work you know and tossing you know you know feed sacks and hay bales and 
the whole deal. So that was, that was I appreciated the hard work that farmers did. Awesome. Now they have a lot of other equipment that you yeah. don't do everything by hand anymore. But anyway, so that was first working experiences. Awesome. Uh, last question then to get some more background and for information on you. What do you think, you could pick a couple of these if you want to answer, or you could pick a couple from each category. What yeah. do you think your favorite movie is, your favorite food, your favorite kind of music that you listen to, author, or time of the year? Mm -hmm. um, okay, <laughs> and I can go way back to, well, I had black and white, you had black and white TV, <laughs> and you had to get up and you had to turn the dial. So we didn't get, we didn't get to the old movies very much. The first movie I ever saw, um, our, that was a big deal for us at the Catholic school. They got a bus and they took the fifth grade kids to see the sound of music. I'd never been in a movie theater before and that big screen, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And that's a good old movie anyway, but not always. Uh, I love that movie. I love watching it with my kids. It was really good. Um, well, a cute movie that I, that I liked and I could relate to when, when the movie, you know, the Sandlot movie when it came out, that's really, mm -hmm. that's kind of a classic <laughs> fun one. And that was kind of a lot like our life, you know, growing up for a million. And then I, I don't know, I like, I like movies like Rambo, the Rambo trilogy. I just love those movies. I don't know why. It just, it just came to my head when I was thinking, oh, what is, what is Tim got for me? Rambo movies. I like a lot of movies, but I just like action movies sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that one's just kind of real. I like Rambo. I like he's pretty buffed and probably been a good wrestler. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, the Rambo. And I like outdoor movies once in a while, too. And yeah, there's a movie that also was an author of mine that I like, too. They made a movie. It was a author you think he had that on there uh, jack london it was like the call of the wild i mm -hmm. like some of those outdoor kind of things in white fang and that was kind of a good movie too but you know so there's other ones out there i like those the born movies the action ones and stuff so that's kind of some of those and uh, yeah so and then i said that you know a couple books i like the jack london book and then there's another outdoor guy jim kilgardy like big red and stuff those kind of animal movies and then a book for books written by a, an author more of our generation was a former Hastings teacher, Cliff Jacobson. And I, I love the outdoor things. And he is, he's a big time canoeist. And, you know, he took tours all over up in Canada and Alaska and everywhere. And, and he's a big time guy. And he wrote a lot of books on canoeing and camping and all, just uh, general outdoor stuff. And, and he taught science for many years here. But he's, he's still alive. He lives over by River Falls. But, yeah, he wrote he's got a ton of outdoor books that I, I read. So... Anyway, um, moving on on what else? Food. Yeah, that's always the big one. You know, food, food. I, I love my mom. I thought about the food I like, and I always love my mom's home cooking. And, and you miss it when they're gone, mm -hmm. and you got the recipes, but sometimes you just can't make them like mom did. <laughs> she didn't always measure. They just grab stuff and throw it in, and they know what they're doing. And she made great wild rice soups and stuff. And uh, you know, I loved all her cookies. Man, the, the when mom always made. You know, we always had dessert too. It's like every meal had sugar and you had dessert <laughs> for every meal and your cereal, you poured sugar on it. So we got to like sugar and I still haven't gotten over that completely yet, but she made great pies and stuff. And dad did a great job on the grill with steaks. And we always had good meat from the farm and stuff. And so she made steaks and just my go-to thing whenever I just start, and I love pizza too. So <laughs> that's kind of my food. Nice. Favorite time of year is the fall and the autumn. I, I, I love that time of year. It's just mm -hmm. my favorite when the mosquitoes are gone, still cool and sunny and it's dry in the woods. I, that's a great time. But I, I like changes of seasons too. I like when spring comes. And winter is always when we could go inside and be on the wrestling mat and not get cold. <laughs> that was <laughs> a good time too. But anyway, so that's some of my favorite stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, I, I think you, you kind of said that you weren't really 
growing up in Vermilion then you didn't have a lot of sports organized sports I should say growing up so when do you think one of the first times you were part of organized sports was it ninth grade when you came to Hastings High School yeah I could tell you a couple little stories about what yep. we did you know we told you about the sandlot kind of things but um let's see if okay and, and what we did in in a final like you know, that was this Fayette and, and elementary Fayette, you know, you just play, you get outside and we used to take those kids and you did elementary well. They just love to play, you know, just go play, you know, you didn't need a coach all the time. But um, so a lot of our, what led into sport type things was, was just our basic play. Some of it was just playing hide and go seek in the, in the darn graveyard and stuff. <laughs> and then um, we go swimming in the Vermilion river and we built rafts and we put rafts on the river. So we just, we did that, that kind of stuff. Um, we had some great sledding, sliding hills, sledding hills. We did that. And um, and we had an ice skating rink next to the fire hall across from Keeper's Bar. And we had to flood it ourselves and take care of it and maintain it. And there was an older fellow that kind of supervised us. But he was named Charlie. And Charlie would get strokes once in a while. They always said, well, you guys got to watch Charlie. If he goes down, you got to put a stick in his mouth. So, I mean, it's the, I just think of stories, Tim, when it was going through this and I think of my old stuff. Oh, yeah, that Charlie was always in the warming house and we'd always say, say go check Charlie. And one time he did have a stroke. And he was laying there no way. and we had to call somebody and prop his mouth open. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I just you remember stuff like that. We'd be out flooding the rink and, and one guy go check on Charlie and and then we'd have to shovel the rink. So so we did skating. Um, most of us didn't have hockey skates because they were expensive. We got some old hand-me-down figure skates. But we skated a lot, and uh, we played this pump pump hole where you skate and catch people coming across. We played tag, and we did play hockey. And you didn't, and we didn't have real nets or anything. And a goalie stick was really expensive, so we got some old hockey sticks. But we made a goalie stick out of a big board, and the bottom board was about two feet across a big solid piece of oak. And that baby could hardly score on anybody with that thing. It was two feet. Up. But anyway, that was part. Well, it was one of my sports that we did out there. Um, and then we did ball, sandlot ball, pickup baseball. I said that, and uh, no equipment hardly ever. Um, my dad did put up a basketball hoop on the garage because he played basketball and he liked that. And he thought, well, maybe I'd want to play basketball. So we never learned really how to dribble. We just shoot. We just, some of us got to be just good shooters is what we did. And then we played, you know, 21 and pig and horse and lightning, those kind of little games. And that's what we did once in a while. So we got to do that and the tackle football and then baseball games. And again, no equipment, but yeah, and the hockey, um, we, so we did ski a little too. There was no hills in Vermilion other than the sliding hills, but um, somebody had a pair of old skis and somebody had a 1968 um, ski do snowmobile. We'd go out in the big fields and then we'd get cold and you would ski like water skiing with the snowmobile. But it was a plowed field and you'd hit the big bumps, you fly off and try to hurt like crazy. So that wasn't, I didn't love skiing that much. <laughs> but anyway, that was, that was the sports in, the, in Vermilion. Nice. And, so then, uh, yeah. so then walk us through. So you get to Hastings High School uh, in about yeah, ninth grade, nice. then, and is that the? So, so do you think that was when the first time you played organized sports was? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I was on my list here. So yep. yeah, yeah. So then walk us through that. Yeah, start up in about ninth grade, then, and what kind of sports you played, and if you want to walk through each year, you think of high school nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and go mm-hmm. through the sports you played each year, and then any accomplishments you had individually, and then yep, any on- accomplishments you had with the team as well. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then just, um, I just had a little bit on the end of the, the other stuff and, and it says like, what did, what did they learn? If you had one of your questions was, what did you learn from the element that kind of stuff? Well, well, we learned how to get along with each other. We had to learn how to work together and play fair. 
I mean, I learned how to pick teams and, you know, and you learned how to, and then you really got the, the bigger words like communication, teamwork, organization, you, that stuff all kind of, it just kind of came from that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got, you had to get along, be, be good sports and uh, you never had a coach and there were no fiads. And so you just had fun and you played and you played and you played at night and after school. And then we got to high school. That was a different deal. So in Vermilion, a lot of kids didn't do sports. Like at the first year that I was there, not one kid did sports. They just, you know, they worked on the farms or they just went home and did whatever they wanted to do. And then they ended up with an activity bus that we had to do. So I could stay after school and I had to ride an activity bus home. And there was one activity bus for the whole country, the whole country area, um, south of town. So when I got an activity bus, my day still was long. The bus driver would go out south and we'd have to go down to Meeseville and then we'd have to out in the country there in Ravana and Meeseville and then it'd come across and he he'd go no excuse me yeah Meeseville and then caught across to Nutrier and then we'd have to go to Hampton and then finally I was the last guy left off in Vermilion you know and I'd been on the bus way over an hour you know it was <laughs> kind of a long night and kids didn't really like doing that but I did that so I could start my my ninth grade sport okay and I don't know if I would have kind of tied into Fayed. I never had Fayed before and I kind of got led and we did Fayed and that was kind of cool <laughs> we had games and stuff it was it was pretty fun and then my dad um, said, well, you want to try a sport? And I said, well, okay. Um, and so he got me some basketball shoes. And they had canvas top red ball jets. And he got them two sizes too big. He said, well, you'll grow into them. <laughs> and, and then I was going to play basketball, I guess. He kind of told me, though, that's a sport. He really didn't know about wrestling then, other than Crusher and Mad Dog and those guys on TV but um, in black and white. But um, so I'm going to try basketball. Well, I could shoot pretty good, but the dribbling thing didn't go very well. We never learned how to dribble. And then it's like, you know, we, we used to play pretty rough and stuff. And it's like, okay, if the guy's got the ball and he's dribbling, I just want to take it away from him. So you could kind of like tackle him down and take the ball away, but they didn't let you do that. <laughs> so they could, you couldn't be rough. So anyway, so that led into, I just didn't love that. And that's when Don Miller said, well, Greg, you're kind of a strong kid. You want to try wrestling? And, <laughs> and so we kind of wrestled on the basketball sport. Anyway. But anyway, so that was kind of a natural progression for me, get away from the ball sport and go to the wrestling room. But um, I also did, I also went out for football too. I play a little football. I never, I don't know, that wasn't, uh, I have a story about that too. And then I ended up track and field, but I didn't do those very early. I think those, I didn't start any of that till sophomore year, nothing actually till sophomore year. So ninth grade, I did the basketball. And then the next year, I think I tried wrestling. So my first year of, of the sports then was in my sophomore year. So I went out for football and then I did wrestling. and. And they did some track and field. And track and field, you know, if you think back the old, we had track and field was around the old football field downtown, where, and it had a big curb and gutter around it, and it was it was rock, lime rock track. It didn't have lines on it. So um, we had to put our lines down the white lines. We had like barn lime. It had a little machine, and we put it around there. And then you had to take your starting blocks so they wouldn't slip. You had to put them on the ground, and you had a hammer and a big spike, and you had to spike them down. So that's that's kind of how we started track, and all and all the races start in weird places because it wasn't a 400 meter track, so you could start one race at different spots. But anyway, I did track and field. I kind of like that. I was a pretty fast runner. Um, we used to do a lot of running out in Vermilion, just short stuff. So I was a, I was a sprinter, and I was one of the faster kids. So I sprinted and ran relays, and I was strong. So they gave me the shot put too. But I got to throw shot put and did the long jump and relays, and, and it was kind of kind of a fun sport. I kind of liked it, but um, 
and I did some football, but then we, I had a deal where it's, it's I'm going to say it, but it's like, you wouldn't even hear of this anymore, I don't think, but um, I had to leave to ride the activity bus about 15 minutes or so before the, the sport ended, and football, and then sometimes you feel like you had good coaches, and some coaches just didn't work out for you very well, but I was pretty strong and pretty fast, and I could handle tackling, and I, and, but um, I, he said to me, as I got a little bit older, I did the, the, the lower level football. And then when it got up to the varsity level, I was a pretty good sized junior kid. And then I'd have to leave. And he said, well, if you're going to leave my practice early, you're never going to make the varsity. It's like, oh, really? But that's the only way I got home. My mom doesn't drive. Mm -hmm. We have one vehicle. And my dad works late. So I had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was kind of a sad thing for me. So I never played varsity football. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I really would have think I would have done okay. Yeah. So sometimes you don't have the best experiences, but they're life experiences though. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so did you, did wrestling up, ended up. Oh, sorry. sorry, did you pick up anything else in the fall then instead of football or no? No, no, okay. I, I, I played at my junior year and I started my senior year and, and then um, I, I just didn't finish it. I, that's not like me, but I just like, I don't know. It, yeah. I might as well just go home. <laughs> it was a sad time. It was yeah. fun. But anyway, but wrestling was the other th other side of that. It was really fun. Um, and I never knew much about wrestling and I didn't know how I could go in. And I was pretty shy and I didn't, you know, I'm not from the city. I didn't know many people or anything. But um, and that's one of the influences that Don Miller was our, my wrestling coach. And he, he kind of said, I th you're going to be a good wrestler. You know, and I never knew that or believed that. And, uh, but I, I, I just, he was a great teacher of skills and, and he, was he attracted you by he was just had a gift of gab and he was my phi ed teacher too and he was he was just a really good darn teacher and i really enjoyed being around him so i, I enjoyed wrestling and then i got to be i got to get some friends and most of my friends in hastings were on the wrestling team and that that's where it can become like a family and that was my family away from home is that that bunch of guys and um yeah i i, well, I just remember it like yesterday being there and wrestling was different then and Don was a really good technician and he's a great teacher of skills. And, you know, we had pegboards and ropes to climb. That was some of our strength. And they were no problem for me because that's where I was strong from the farm. Mm -hmm. And But anyway, I, I, it took me a while, but I learned, I got a little better every year and um, had a pretty good varsity season. And I think that my, my best would have been if I would have had another year of experience and I could have wrestled another year after, because when I did go to college, that's when I feel, feel like I, I did get really pretty good, but I was like mm -hmm. still always behind a little. And I love being wrestling on my feet and, and doing takedowns. And I guess, uh, so that's what I ended up kind of doing. Um, what else, what do you got next from the school sports here? Um, uh, I think oh, that might be about it, but. Rewards or. or yeah. Well, did, did you have any major accomplishments in any of the sports you played well, well, or me, individual um, or team? I was proud of, you know, I, like I say, you weren't out some little kid and you didn't have many years. So I was like, um, it was my, I wrestled a little on my junior year on varsity and then my senior year. And, um, I got, I was getting better all the time. So I, I was really improved. I was like one of the most improved kids on the team and I was good on my feet. So I ended up ended up having, and we got little awards once in a while and you really treasured your first, never got an award in my life. You know, I didn't do any lower levels. I remember how kids have, kids all have tons of trophies and things. And I got, I got the, uh, the most takedowns on my team and that was pretty cool. Um, so that was pretty cool. That was, that was my award. And, and, uh, and then the memory of, of that I have of the, one of the neatest things we did our team as a team, we won a conference title in 1971. And that was pretty cool for our, this group of guys to do. There hadn't been much going on before that. Don Miller came in as a new coach, took over a program that had just had nothing left. Um, but there were good old wrestlers and they had a good old tough team for a while. And then there was a period there before Don came that it kind of 
fell apart mm -hmm. and there wasn't much there and and he was brought it back he started bringing it back and bringing it back but anyway we won a conference title and that was really a cool accomplishment for us and that felt pretty cool to be part of that when everybody's cheering and that was a pretty cool deal Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, it great coaches and uh, some of my best friends came out of that sport. And uh, yeah, that was my favorite moment. And, and I, and I really liked, I always loved it. I didn't like, I think as I got older, I, I just loved, I'll just, if I can have it as a second year, I, I, I grew in that sport and I loved it, but I loved being on my feet. And I didn't like the time where you had to be down all the time. You, you had to be up. I hated the up position wrestling. I just wanted to be able to choose. If I could have chose up, up uh, on my feet, on my feet, on my feet. And then, you used to have to almost, you had to take the guy down almost inside of the ring all the time. It's like you had to be, so I had so many takedowns I could have had. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and now it's completely different. Yeah. It's totally different. We could have been yeah. on our feet all the time and I loved wrestling then. Yeah. That was my yeah. favorite thing, but it's funny how the rules change and stuff. But, and we oh, had three piece funny. uniforms back then. I don't know if you remember that you had a singlet and then you had to put a long tights on and over the tights went a pair of shorts with a whole bunch of buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a weird sport. And big white canvas shoes and headgear that never worked very good. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. That's wrestling, but I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> who, who do you think was one of your best coaches or your favorite coaches to play for? It could be basketball, track, wrestling. And what do you think they – what are some of the lessons you think they taught you? Well, I, I guess um, Don Miller was, was my mentor. He ended up being my mentor. I kind of followed his path, but I, I just loved him as a fire teacher and, um, and as a coach. And he made me – feel, I don't know, like I say, I was shy. He brought that out of me. He made me feel like, okay, you are a good wrestler. I never thought, well, I'm not that good, you know, but, but he said, you are a good wrestler. And he made you believe in myself. He helped me, got me to that place in my life as a quiet, shy kid from the country that I could believe in myself and, and, and do well. And I, I gained confidence. My self-esteem grew and he was part of that, but he had another, he had assistant coach. It was kind of a quiet guy, Lee Snowbeck. He, he, died not too long ago but he was the assistant coach and those two worked together so well and don would get in your face sometimes and boy he would just rip up a guy but then then lee would go over to him and, and, and put his hand around the kid's shoulder kid almost crying sometimes and he'd say oh, mr miller he, he just didn't really mean that he just wanted you to do the best you could but, you, but you're still good and he really likes you <laughs> so don was you know it's like good cop bad cop kind of thing and, and they were both awesome in their own way so anyway um, they're a great communicator and he was a great teacher. I love that. And, and then I ended up being a wrestling coach and a fire teacher like him too. So mm -hmm. that's so, the guy that made the most influence in my life. So you were saying you, you got better at wrestling every single year. What do you think um, went into that? How, how do you think you kind of continued on that improvement throughout your high school career? Which well, is just I, the time being in the room that, or? Sorry. Yeah, it, I, uh, well, it helps to be strong. And, you know, we didn't have weight room stuff. And I was, I, I did it naturally out in the country. And then Don had a few things that helped us too, but we never really went in weight rooms back then. You just wrestled and you wrestled and you climbed the ropes and you did push-ups and sit-ups and, and, and it worked for us back then. And, uh, and I, I don't know. And then I just, I just like, I have good balance. I found that out. I used to climb trees and go across tree bridges and not fall in the river and drown or anything. I mean, we just, I just know felt I had pretty good balance. And so I, I got to be pretty darn good on my feet. And I got, I was pretty quick and strong. I was able to get away from the bottom and I did not like riding people. I just didn't like doing that part of the sport, but, but it was, but I, I just kept getting better. And, you know, I didn't have much time to learn there, but, I, but I kept getting better and I just really enjoyed it and felt my confidence coming on. And, but anyway, that was, it was just, it was good. So you graduate from high school, take us through college, okay. the, the major, any sports you played in college. So go through that a couple of years as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, college, I just never knew what I wanted to do 
for school afterwards. And, and I, and I was fortunate that I did pretty good in school. I, you know, I, I guess I was fairly smart <laughs> and I, and I did well, but I didn't kind of know what I want to do. I always thought, well, I got to do something in the outdoors. I like that. I don't want to know if I want to do you know pipe fitter like dad or anything, but I, I liked the outdoors. So I thought, well, maybe I want to go and do something with natural resources. So, you know, you never, you didn't get a lot of counseling back then, you know, and you know, all, you never did to saw what two colleges were, but somebody said, well, Rochester has a, it could be a, a DNR and they have a, they have a program on natural resources. So I went down, I was going to start in that, in that venue. And I did a little bit and then people were saying, oh, you'll never get a job. If you can't get a job in this area. And then I just thought, well, I don't know. And then I kind of listened to that stuff, but it was something I really liked to do, but I thought, well, okay, what else do I like? Oh, I like Fayed. And um, so I, I did like Fayed. So I took some Fayed classes and golly had a weight room down there. It was pretty cool. And, and, um, and then I did go off for the wrestling team down. They had a really good wrestling team at the time. We had a lot of farm boys from down there and I, I did go off for wrestling and we had a really good team and they won at the junior college state champ. And I was kind of a member on there and we had three guys at our weight that were really tough. And one of the kids was Canadian state champ. And, and I ended up moving up two weight classes and then I placed, but I didn't, you know, I was wrestling 190. I weighed 165 <laughs> and we had one guy and then I came into college and we were all clean shaven and everything. And we had a guy and I was like, I went, I started college. I was 17 years old. Yeah, but I still started college. And we had a guy that just came out of the Marines. He's 25 years old and he was at my weight class. He had big beard. He was tougher than it's not, but I beat him one time, but I don't know. It's just good stories, but it was kind of fun um, being on the wrestling team there. And then I don't know. So that was, I did that for the, that was a two year school and I did that. And then, and then when that was done, I ended up, um, well, along the way here, I got, I got married too young, <laughs> I think. And, uh, but I was still going to college and I moved to Hastings and I was working and I wanted, I guess, going to finish my education. So I went to River Falls and I did go off wrestling for a little bit, but I just, then I didn't get, I don't just like, okay, I, I need to work and get my education done and stuff. So, but anyway, so I got a pretty good experience with it, but um, yeah, that's what I did. I did a little bit of it in, in college. So ended up getting a major then in FIED and, um, and that's kind of led me to my job now. And I love the coaching. I, so that's part of my deal. Yeah. So then start, start kind of right after you graduate college, I know you uh, sub for a couple of years and you're over in Farmington for a little bit too. So mm-hmm. walk us through, I guess, <laughs> the end of college and all the way to this point. I know there's a lot of history in between <laughs> those two yeah, points. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, okay. so maybe, yeah, we could get there and then, yeah, talk about the jobs that you've had, uh, the, the sports that you coached along the way mm-hmm. and, and how many years you've been in, in each sport as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Hobbies, uh, whatever. I don't know where I'm at on my paper here. So you want to, what were you supposed to say that again, Tim? So what do right, I do? Yeah. So maybe right after you graduate college and then uh, the couple jobs that you've had, uh, teaching jobs, you had a couple in between mm-hmm. when you graduated uh, college and then by the time you got to Hastings as well. Uh, okay. So, so yep. walk through that and then uh, sports that you've taught, uh, schools okay. that you've yep. taught at in Hastings and, and go through your whole kind of working career. Okay. And then when I did graduate, um, it was kind of a hard time finding a job back in the day. They, they were did tons of cuts and there was not going to be any jobs around here. And I like interviewed for jobs up in Northern Wisconsin and a lot of different places. And, uh, and at the time I kind of wanted to stay around here. I actually, um, took on a project of, of being a contractor and building my own house. So I was, was in the middle of that. So I took different jobs for a while. I didn't really get into teaching for a while. I ended up working for Dakota County parks department. I like nature and out at Spring Lake Park out there. 
um, they did tree trimming and they had a sawmill and we had a lot of Dutch Elm disease. So we just cut up tons of wood and, and trimmed trees and worked in the parks. And so I, that was a full-time job that paid as much as teaching basically. So you had to work all year and I was able to coach. So I started coaching as an assistant with Don Miller and wrestling. And so I'd leave that job and run and coach. So I always got to coach, which is good. So, you know, I, I, I wrestled and, um, and then went through college, but I, and even my last year when I was in college, I wasn't wrestling. So I came and helped Don Miller and I coach wrestling here too. Just, you know, sometimes volunteering, sometimes as a, and as assistant, but I did that. So I was able to work at the parks department and coach for a while. And then a job opened up in Farmington and um, I went over and interviewed and they said, well, we got a head wrestling job and um, a part time track and field and, um, and a fire job. And the guy that was in the, in the job, he just up and left. He went and worked in the business world. He just, he'd been here many, many years and he just uh, up and resigned and left. And um, so you might have a job for everybody. It was a long-term sub job for the first year. Well, it was like a month into that long-term sub job and the other guy quit his other job and came back and subbed in the district till, mm-hmm. till the next year. And then he got his job back. <laughs> anyway, it was weird. But anyway, then I taught a second year there and um, in health. I, I thought I was all done there. I was all looking for work again. They called me back right before they said, Greg, we got a job opening and teach life science and health and you can still coach. So I'm sure I did that. So I just stayed about a page, a chapter ahead of the kids in those two areas. But anyway, so that's it. And, and wrestling was fun. I, I, I got thrown into the fire being a head coach and we had some tough competition. We were in section one with Oatana and all of those Southern schools. And back then they were powerhouses and stuff and Albert Lee. And, and then we had up here, we had Apple Valley getting good at the time and Simley and Burns. It was tough. And we had just a little puny team. Then I had a bunch of rough kids, and but I, I learned how to be, I don't know, <laughs> learn how, about other kids in a different world and kids. Some kids, well, I had one kid that he didn't even didn't even live at a house. He was floating around all the time and living in, with one of the wrestling buddies, and and those kids were in trouble a lot. They came from a trailer court halfway between here and Lakeville, and just some rough lives. with some rough kids on that team, and they they were good kids though. They were they were good kids, and they got in trouble a lot, and, but. I had to try to keep them straight and they, they loved taking me fishing and ice fishing in the winter and stuff. And anyway, but, but they were just rough and tough and, uh, and, and I enjoyed that. And when we did, okay, you know, we had, had a couple kids in the state meet and, uh, my first and second year there. And, um, we had some kids that were winning the conference in section once in a while. I don't know. We were tough, but as a team, we had a hard time competing though. Um, we did, uh, we had a really, an interesting match back in the day that was scoring was different then, you know, and you just, um, you didn't get the extra points for the team score and there was only 12 weight classes. So I don't know if you think, but we, we won, um, um, let's see, how did I go? We won four matches and the other team won eight matches and we tied them. We pinned all the kids and we only lost three pointers and all the rest of the matches. We, we'd mm-hmm. end up tying one of the simile or burns one of those teams at the time, but it's kind of interesting. You win four matches and you tie. <laughs> wow. That was, was kind awesome. of cool. I just remember that. That was kind of neat. Because <laughs> yeah. they thought they were going to kick the crap out of us, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. Just some pretty good experiences. And we had uh, one kid on the team, one, one of my best kids, and he really had trouble finding a place to live. And his dad never watched a wrestling match till his, his senior year section meet. And, and his dad was drinking and everything. But he came and watched his son once, so that was pretty cool. And and he beat, he, he beat every Apple Valley kid he ever wrestled every time. And he pinned him most of the time, the Goliva kids and all of that. I don't know if you remember any of those names. He was really tough. His name was Johnny Myers, tough little kid, this uh, rugged kid. But anyway, had some good memories of the rough kids, but they, yeah. they, were, they were fun. So anyway, and then, then I ended up um, 
finally getting a job in Hastings, part-time job. And then uh, I just kept hanging out with the part-time job and then it became a full-time job. And, and I always thought when I got out of college, well, I'm gonna be a high school wrestling coach and a high school teacher. That's what I was gonna be. Well, I ended up at Kennedy for 23 years. <laughs> and I did fall in love with teaching the little kids. They were really fun. And it was nice that I was able, they, they allowed me to coach. So I always could coach. And I was coaching wrestling. And then, well, partway through my career, um, or I don't remember exactly when that was, they needed help with, with track. And uh, so I helped, uh, there was a female coach here that coached for a while and I kind of co-coached with her for a year. And then she went on and did something. And then I got a head job here and assistant wrestling and head job and working at Kennedy for a while. And so that just kept kind of kept on going and growing. So and that's what I did. And along the way, I coached a lot of different sports. I coached uh, wrestling track and field. Um, I did soccer. D. Wall and I were the head bar head soccer or he was head coach. I was assistant varsity soccer coaches for a while. We had that job. I did middle school football. That was a lot of fun for seven years. I coached middle school volleyball for a while, and then I've done wrestling track and cross country. So I've done a lot of different sports. How, how many years total have you coached for in Hastings? Did you, did you um, teach? Did well, you teach in Hastings, I actually coached before I taught. So I've been, I'm a little over 40 years. 40 I years. I actually started coaching in the seventies here. <laughs> okay. the late seventies. Wow. My first, yeah, my first head job in 1982, I, I, I started with track and field as a head coach in 82. Wow. And uh, he was my assistant. It's amazing how things changed back in, uh, you know, from that time. It was like, there was just two coaches for track. Well, now you get six, you got, you got field event coaches, you got jump coaches, mm -hmm. you got throws coach, you got distance coaches. It was like me and Dewall. And I just got to know Dewall then he was Mr. Ski coach. He's a young kid. And I, and so basically Dewall coached the distance runners and I did everybody else. <laughs> I did sprinters <laughs> and throwers and jumpers and, and the whole work. So it was, it was pretty different. And our first year we won it. We won the section title. Our very first year oh, wow. was pretty cool. We had pretty good, pretty good teams. So John, how do we do that? I don't know. <laughs> we just so, had good kids. But so 40 years. Anyway, that, that's been about 40 years of that. Yeah. And, and then over the years, I think I got about 30 some in wrestling too. So mm -hmm. how many, how many athletes do you think that is then after 40 years of coaching? Well, in, in track and we actually had bigger teams in the past because kids weren't always doing club sports. You know, you did three sports a year. We would, we, we at one time had close to a hundred girls off for track. Oh, wow. And boys too. So we were, it was easy to have in the 60s, 70 once in a while, I think 50, and then we're now into the 30s and stuff. I would say we get, well, just say 40 years times 50 kids. That's 2,000 kids I coach probably in track. And that's just the one sport. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and wrestling 30 years or so. And, you know, I did middle school here for, you know, I was a middle school head guy for about 12 years for a long time with Chris Clade. And a lot of kids on there, I don't know. So I've seen a lot of kids in the sports. Mm -hmm. Thousands, and, thousands. And, and how many how many years did you, were you a teacher in Hastings for just about the same about 40 years yeah some of it was part-time I subbed for a couple of years I was a long-term sub once and then I subbed I, I was a part point six and then a point eight and then finally so yeah uh, I it wasn't quite 30 years okay oh, well, that, or 40 awesome. it wasn't quite 40 it was 30 something <laughs> wow I did farming for anyway so so it's a so long time Tim. yeah <laughs> so you retired uh about four four or five years ago now so walk us through i would say a couple different things and walk us through your family um so your kids and and your grandkids and, and things like that so walk us through your family and then i would say let's talk about that first and then let's fast forward to retirement and what you've been up to since you retired mm-hmm Okay, well, yeah, in, in the time that I was here, I, I had four kids and one, four wonderful kids and uh, love them all, two boys and two girls. My girls, um, my one daughter, Jonna, did some track and did some basketball a little bit. And 
and both of the girls liked more artsy, crafty kind of things. So they kind of went that route and they and then music and stuff. And so they didn't compete in sports through their their senior year. But my boys did. They did a, a they did a nice job in, in their sports. They did really good. And Joe and Jason were three sport athletes and uh, they did football, wrestling and track, all both of them. And uh, they, they did a really nice job. Joe got to, you know, play on the state championship football team. Um, when he was junior, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. Um, he had a good career. You know, he won some conference titles. He went to state three years in a row. He was on a team that took third in the state one year and did really well in, in his sports. And then he did some sprinting and track and field. And I think he kind of did that to stay in shape and, and just be with some buddies and just be out for a sport there. And he did that. And Jason was a great football player too. Um, he ended up having a horrible injury. He was like the number one receiver in the in the conference by a lot. He never dropped a ball that was thrown anywhere near him. He was awesome, but uh, he did like I say, he did a fantastic football. He's a he was a wide receiver and a uh, and a cornerback, but he did well. But his senior year, he was leading the conference in in receptions and things and touchdowns. And he was at a Sibley game and he got kicked in the back of the back of his calf. And it was kind of that, and he got he got pulled out of the game. I was like, oh yeah, he just couldn't. He was really hurting, and he thought it was a bruise. And then the coach and the trainer said, well, just come back Monday and we'll look at it. And I said, but I, I looked at him laying on the couch, and his leg got huge. And I, I said, I think we better go to the hospital. I don't know if you broke your leg, but he had what a, a weird injury called a con, uh, compartmental compression. Yeah, compression syndrome is okay. what it was called. That's where the muscle just blew up really tight. And, and it was cutting off the blood circulation and they had to relieve that pressure. So I ended up having to take him to St. Joe's Hospital. Doctor said, I'm gonna put a, uh, like a tire pressure gave with a needle and put it in the muscle and if it doesn't go away, I'll have to do surgery and release that. And when I do that, the hole's gonna open, the calf muscle's gonna blow out and I'm gonna have to put it back in and sew it up. The good thing is you're gonna walk, son. And but the bad thing is you're, you're just lost the rest of your football season. So oh, wow. yeah, it was a tough time. But anyway, he, he had a great year that, but he was really a good wrestler, great on his feet. And, uh, but he just couldn't get the state meet. <laughs> we had a good team, but he, he took third in the section two years and he was one of the best kids in there. And his, his senior year, he beat five kids that were section champs from all around the state. He won every other wrestling tournament he was in during the year and did really well, but just didn't get there. But I was pretty proud of him. He did a nice job there. So anyway, that was my kids and, and their sports. Um, now I'm still living in Hastings. I'm a retired Chicago teacher, but I'm still coaching. Going to do that a little bit longer yet. I don't know how long. Every year I evaluate that. But I'm going to coach track this spring if we have it. Um, I think we will. So anyway, so, so that's kind of where I'm at. And I've uh, got four grandkids now. And uh, my granddaughter is in middle school, Lila. And uh, my grandson has just gone to start at kindergarten. And that's a weird to start kindergarten and not really be in school with a teacher mm -hmm. this year. But, yeah. but he does little things. So he's in wrestling now. He says, Luke's my coach, Grandpa. I'm going to show you how to <laughs> up my stance. And so it's like, wow, it's all coming back. He reminds me of my little boys running around. But, yeah, time just flies by. You just know that. It's like it just was a blink of an eye. So, anyway, what you got next? <laughs> so, well, I guess looking back at then uh, your 40-year coaching career and over probably close to 40 years of teaching as well, what do you think one of your favorite or your most memorable moments was? From teaching or coaching mm. okay mm. well I, I i just think well when i reflect back on when you're a young coach and you, and you win titles and stuff and you're doing really good as a team well that's pretty cool stuff but then you know as you get you know those things are always going to be cool and neat but but then it's more about the relationships 
and more about knowing the kids and you know and, and I, I, I kids are also different but but they're kind of the same in a lot of ways and it's just to get to know the kids and now the cool thing is you get older now you see these kids grow up and now I'm coaching different generations I'm coaching the daughters of the mothers that I coached before and and those girls they got tons of kids in their family and just hearing the success and where they live around the country and around the world and what they do for jobs some of the people I've had and you know it's just really cool when you can run into a former athlete especially one that's been gone a long time and I don't know I, I just think back and that's the reflection I have and then I think of just well you know you start to forget things too just some funny things that happen along the way and some kids that had tough things going on in their their lives and in you maybe help them a little bit through that and, and see how they got through it. And I don't know, there's always, everybody has a story and it's cool to hear some of their stories along the way. And yeah, it, that's just neat. It, it's just cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, it, it's amazing. And sometimes I just think back at, holy cow, where does life go? And, and you start reflecting as you get older, like you're in this different place of your life here now. And I don't know, but it's all good. I just, I just appreciate that getting up every day and having another day and being healthy and, and then, yeah, and kids, kids are different now, and they're, they're, they are. I mean, back in the old days, I used to run, run against them on the track all the time, but, you know, it's like, holy cow, I couldn't even do that anymore. But, so, I would say so, the next know, thing. In favorite moments, so, so, yeah, just winning those things and, and just seeing, I, I just seeing the improvement in kids and, and just seeing where, when they go, get through a tough time in their life and how they get through it and, yeah. And, and always feeling like you helped them if they had a question or they got something wrong and they wanted to talk to you about that. And you feel like you're more than just, you know, X's and O's and skills and stuff. It's like, oh, there's way more to this job, than, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you, you take it all on and then you got some, it's just good. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, next question then for you. You could take it either two different ways. So looking back, you had 40 plus years of coaching experience. If you could give your high school self one piece of advice uh, of advice what do you think it would be or if you could go back to one of your first years of coaching and you could give yourself a piece of advice what do you think it would be mm-hmm. okay i wrote down advice for all kinds of people here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Parents, your, yeah and this is for yourself yeah. then so either either when for you me. were in high school yeah for yourself yeah so when you were in high school mm-hmm. or when you first started coaching so after 40 plus years of experience what would you tell yourself yeah Oh, for me, it would be to, you know, have some confidence and find, find your passion. What do you really like? And, and just give it a hundred percent. That's what I would do. And, and be kind and respectful to other people. And that's going to go a long way in your life. And uh, yeah. Um, what else did I have that I thought? Um, and then just, just my advice to, you know, myself as a coach or parents or coaches is, is just be invested in, and, uh, into your kids and who they are as a person and not just the athlete. And that would be, you know, I don't know if you had a question. One of the questions we had written down was, was mm-hmm. for what we would say to parents and yep. coaches. And we could go into that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to. Okay. But me as an athlete, I, I don't know. I just, you know, just be confident in your abilities and, and be patient with yourself and don't get down on yourself. If you have a bad day, you know, just bounce back. And, you know, so, I, yeah. So I think I needed to be told that, that, that I was okay as a person and that I was an okay wrestler and, and that, you know, to be confident in your skills, don't be afraid to take that shot and take a guy down, do those, just get after it. And, you know, if you make a mistake, it's okay. That's the one I had a hard time with, but, yeah. but I hated making a mistake in wrestling. I hated that. I just, I, I had a hard time with that. If I made a shot and somebody took me down, I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, you, you, then you find a way to get out of it, but yeah. So, 
So then, so then kind of same question then, and you might've already said some of the same things. If you could give advice to parents or coaches, if you had two pieces, two pieces of advice, what do you think that would be? Mm-hmm. And this is 40 well, plus years of, of experience here. This is probably the most experience we've had on the podcast. So this is a lot. Yes. Yeah, but I just said, okay. Um, yeah. Parents and coaches, you, you just, like I say, be invested in your kids and who they are as a person and not just as an athlete. And then let's keep that balanced, you know, and then there's a, and, and just, just, um, just give them praise, encouragement and praise for your kids. And, uh, and, and I don't know, I don't push them all the time, but let them kind of choose what they want to do too. Um, there's a lot of things out there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and be really sensitive to that. And, you know, and a lot of times kids are just going to try to please you and maybe you think they should be in that sport or whatever, but, and maybe they have other ideas and it just help them find their way and be supportive all the time. And then the other thing with them is, is when you're not in that sport, spend quality time with your kids outside of the sports arena, you know, and, and sometimes we get busy and we get on a weekend and kids got all their weekends taken up with a club sport and you're just sitting in a lawn chair and, you know, that's not all the quality time. You got to find the quality time too. You know, it's not all about that. So that's what I would say to those guys. And, and for athletes, I'd say, find your passion and be confident and give it a hundred percent all yet all the time and just be kind, respectful of other people. So oh, that's, you know, that's very well said. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Mr. Sandcamp, that's all the questions I got for you. Uh, the last couple of things here is, is just about you. If you have anything you would like to share yeah. or anything I didn't ask you or anything you yeah. want to talk about, the mic is mm-hmm. yours and you could go for it. Okay. Well, the last thing is I just, yeah. Okay. I get that final thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you, Tim, for having me on here and do this and uh, made me really think about my life a lot. And a lot of things come back, you know, you forget things too when you're old, but <laughs> it starts coming back a little, you need to be refreshed a little bit, but I thank you for doing that. And I thank you for, for what you do for kids too. You know, I was able to see you take over down to Kennedy and, and you had my daughter too, or mm-hmm. granddaughter. Granddaughter, yeah. yeah. I had Lila, yep. And I just appreciated that you were soft-spoken and you cared about the kids. And that's the thing. It's you need to care about the kids and they need to know you care about them. And I appreciate you did that and all the students at high school here. And I think you just have that little extra thing too that you really care about them. And that's important. And you're a good coach too and a good teacher. So I thank I you for that. It. And the, the last thing I would say here is uh, well, my final word would be, okay, um, life lessons. Oh, that was life lessons. That was another one I wrote down. Just from all the stuff you do, just work hard, be positive, and be respectful. That would be one. And the takeaways. Um, and then, and I guess I would say final words, it's find what you love to do, find time to rest, enjoy nature, love, or laugh and have fun, and love God and your family. And uh, yeah, that would be it. Awesome. So, Thank life. you so much. Life fast, man. <laughs> that's I awesome. Think I hang on sometimes coaching because it keeps me a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Awesome. I think that's all I got, Tim. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you.